deep in the heart of a wild and untamed heart lives a radiant soul untethered and unchained waiting for a release into a destiny a call to serve a call to lead to bring to life a mission they were born to do a calling to lead from the heart and to unleash the best in all who follow from the soul. These are the beautiful ones. These are the leaders awakening to a greater purpose. Watch them rise from the ashes. Watch them come home to themselves. Watch them be what this world has been waiting for. Welcome home, awakening leaders. Welcome home. Hi, this is Suzette West, the Meaningful Work Maven, and I'd like to welcome you to episode number one of the Awakening Leaders podcast. And with me today is Elaine McGinnis. Elaine is a heart math clinician, healthcare practitioner. She's been in the field for over 30 years. She's also a oneness trainer, life coach, a clinical hypnotherapist and author of the book called Unleash Your Authentic Self. And we're here to speak to the awakening leaders in the world who are not quite awake yet, and maybe they're just starting to awaken. And with that, I wanted to explain exactly what an awakening leader is, because an awakening leader doesn't quite look like what we all might think a leader looks like. They, they got their stuff together. They are, they are leading. They're fearless. They're brave. They're courageous. They know exactly what to do and how to lead. And they're strong and powerful and just, you know, everything that we have been conditioned to, to think that a leader is and that they're born this way. But what this podcast is about, it's about the awakening leaders. And these awakening leaders don't quite look like what we've traditionally believed leaders look like. There's probably, uh, they probably lived a very hard life. They're probably stuck in situations that they just don't think they can get out of. They're buried underneath so much trauma. They're, they're not connected to themselves. They're not in their hearts and very much living according to other people's expectations because they've never been taught. And so they're not living authentically to who they really are and they don't recognize themselves, but yet there's a calling. And this is, this is what an awakening leader is waking up to. And so I'm so honored to have Elaine with me on this very first episode uh, because she is a dynamic 
leader and her book about unleashing your authentic self speaks right to the heart. And so with that, I want to bring Elaine on to speak some words. And we're just going to be free flowing and speaking from the heart, unleashing our authentic selves. So here we go. Hi, Elaine. Hi, Suzette. I'm absolutely delighted to be here for as a guest on Awakening Leaders. What an appropriate name for a podcast, just synchronistic at this time in the world in this, as some would say, crisis, chaos. Mm-hmm. But there's also coherence actually happening at the same time. So it's crisis to coherence, from chaos to coherence. Yes. And like, in reality, everybody is a leader. And as you said, you know, that some people through their conditioning and programming were t- not taught or modeled. And you know, learning how to have self-love and in order to connect with their selves and the inner calling and remembering who they really are. Mm-hmm. So in a, in a way, like they actually have been conditioned and programmed and taught and modeled mm-hmm. to be a certain way. Yes. Uh, a way that is not necessarily true to who they really are. Because as a young child, we all want to belong. And, you know, in order to survive in our tribes, in our families, and to fit in, like to get our nourishment in mind, body, and soul, we connect with what is being expected of us because Mm -hmm. others' expectations of us is truly powerful as a young child. And as we are awakening, we actually then awaken to our own true power and we realize that it's our own self-expectations that direct the course of our lives Mm -hmm. forward. And in, in this course of our lives we actually progress through a journey of evolution in self-discovery to Mm self-actualization and that journey never ends there's no destination to this journey because it's never the never-ending beautiful story of who you really are Mm -hmm. so you're always moving towards this it's like on the yellow brick road you know towards Mm -hmm. yourself in the wizard of oz where did the yellow you know the wizard of oz story lead it led to the magician behind the veil it led to the you know, Dorothy found the man behind the veil, pulled the veil back. It was a human being. And at the end of the day, she realized, you know, by clicking her red red uh, ruby slippers three times or whatever, um, that she had the power inside herself always to, to be home, to go home, to be home. That she didn't need to go to anybody or go anywhere to find herself. Yes. You can be at home within yourself by self-connection. I love the way you said that. And we were never really taught, and I shouldn't necessarily generalize. Some people were not taught to self-connect, to self-love, and to seek, you know, to seek approval, to belong in order to survive. And like, um, even, you, you know, the other day I learned from Bruce Lipton, and as a clinical hypnotherapist, I learned the power of the subconscious mind. In the first two years of life, a baby is in delta wave, delta brain wave, and that is actually the sleep state. So it's the baby's absorbing every single thing into its subconscious mind like a sponge. Mm. It it, it takes everything, even if it doesn't understand language, vibrations, everything goes in because there's no filter. There's absolutely no filter. Mm -hmm. And then between the age of two and five, there's like the um, uh, the next one is theta wave between two and uh, no, sorry, between two and seven. Theta wave is the dream state. And in the dream state, that's uh, the same state that hypnotherapists use for reprogramming. Mm. So that's when, when I was actually a clinical hypnotherapist, I realized the actual power of our subconscious mind that we can unlearn what we've learned. And that includes the traumas. And while that's we're unlearning exciting. in the theta state or in a relaxed state where you have a resonance frequency of rapport with another person, you can move into alpha wave and, and even into a dreamlike state that approaches theta wave. And in that state, you actually can release your traumas Without effort, they come up automatically. Um, they always come up to be released because everything always happens for you. It doesn't happen necessarily to you, mm-hmm. but your perception may may um, you know bring you to think that everything is happening to you in the world, um, whereas in reality, everything happens for you. Mm-hmm. Everything happens for your progression through life. You process through life. And like what processes may seem like problems um, or challenges. Mm-hmm. And if you choose to see them as challenges, you learn to grow and evolve through them because every challenge is an opportunity to learn, to grow, 
Yes. Not necessarily to get over it. Like people say, oh, get over it. You know, you're going through it. You're going through it because even grief, you have to go through grief. Sometimes we have a grief for trauma. Not you know, even losing a person can be traumatic. That can be a trauma. But it's really important to allow yourself to go through the grief, mm. to go through the different stages that arise. And uh, like the, as a nurse, like I learned, you know, I learned about the five stages as well in real terms. I had read about it. Mm-hmm. And the five stages are denial first, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And when people go through traumas, sometimes they can become stuck in the inner child state of trying to to please people trying to survive you know and some of those behaviors can lead to isolation to isolate yourself from the trauma to isolate yourself from the triggers to shut yourself off from it happening again to you to protect yourself this is how the inner child can behave and also not to speak up because you know you might be disapproved of so your, you know, your growth path in evolution and awakening is coming to self-realize, oh, this is what I actually learned. It's not who I actually am. Mm-hmm. And then you actually learn to disidentify from the behavior because you realize the behavior is not you. Mm-hmm. And then you ask yourself, well, then who am I? If that behavior is not me and it's not my identity, I'm not that person. That's not my personality. Well, it might have been your personality at the time, but your personality is not who you are. Your personality is something that constantly changes. Whereas who you are in, you know, your I am presence never has changed. That was always there. Mm. That was like your inner nudge, your intuition, your inner knowing, when even your inner discernment. And over time, as you evolve and grow, your inner discernment grows and you move away from judgment. So instead of judgment, you actually discern your way through life. And discernment is in a neutral state. It's in a neutral state without judgment or blame of other people. But you decide the right path for you. Other people at the time may not like it because, you know, you're suddenly suddenly changing in front of their eyes to somebody who they thought you were. Suddenly you're not that person anymore because you're actually becoming more true to who you really are. And it can be scary sometimes for other people because then they – because they, sometimes they may identify with who you are in their group, right? Mm-hmm. And if you suddenly start being true to yourself because you're waking up and you're awakening to your leadership as a leader, they might just look at you and say, who is this person? I thought I knew her. Oh, my God, this is scary. Now I must, you know, what must I do in my, in my life to, you know, step up? And it can wake other people up. You're not trying to change other people. In reality, you cannot change other people because all change happens on the inside. All change happens at the subconscious level. Now, sometimes as we're growing up as people pleasers, because we've been conditioned and programmed that way, you know, we want to help fix other people. We want them to be happy because we can actually feel their heart and pain and suffering so much. We, we, it actually, as an empath, um, there's no difference between empaths or anybody else. I believe we're all empaths in some fashion. Mm-hmm. But as you're waking up, you learn to feel even more and your intuition grows even more. It's like another sense that you've ha- you have. It's not linked with your physical senses, but it's another sense that you have because in reality, you're 99.9999% energy. Um, you're mostly energy. You're mostly space. But like, you know, that is the illusion that we're living in in this world without going too esoteric. You know, we see each other as physical. We can feel our hands, we can feel our body, we can feel the earth. But in reality, isn't it a paradox that we're actually mostly space? Mm-hmm. And it's not an empty space. It's an infinite, infinite intelligence. It's, a unified, it's actually been proven by the unified field theory of Nassim Haramein, who's a well-recognized, world-renowned quantum you know, physicist. And he's got links with HeartMath as well. He's doing collaboration with HeartMath. And uh, it's, he's actually proven the unified field theory. In other words, he's proven that space is not empty and that we're all connected. Mm. Every single thing that exists is connected. Nothing is separate in reality. Nothing is isolated. We're all connected in a unified field, including our consciousness. Consciousness is not just in our brain. And like, you know, it's like a, you're the radio and the, 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 the radio waves that are being broadcasted are are just are, are 
basically relative to who you are. So you're picking up those signals of your higher self or whatever you want to call it in your, you know, in say higher self or your higher divine or you're picking up the signals of who you really are and that is always with you. But when we're actually conditioned and programmed, as you mentioned, we can learn to self-disconnect mm -hmm. and we become disconnected from that part of ourselves because we learn to forget who we really are. And, you know, it's, it's, it's actually, when we're awakening, we're actually remembering. And when I say remembering, think of remembering as putting things back together again. We remember, we're remembering everything that we are. So we're putting it all back together as one. And in reality, we are one. And we are one in Sanskrit is called ekam, E-K-A-M, ekam. And actually, this is the synchronicity. Lots of things have kind of connected the dots have connected in my life. Why things happened to me? I have no regrets about anything. Everything happened for me to learn. And I actually wrote the book for the times we're living in now, Unleash Your Authentic Self, because this is the time to awaken as the true leaders that we always were. Yes. And, and to realize, self-realize that this is this is our truth. Every single person has a, on the planet at the moment has a role to play in this evolutionary path that we're going through. It's been accelerated by what's happening. Our evolution has been accelerated. I have no doubt about that. And in the evolutionary process, our DNA is being activated. Your genes in real time can either be switched on or switched off, depending on what's going on around you and your environment. Mm -hmm. So you have a gene, okay? And the medical field would say, okay, your gene is, you know, is going to determine how your biology looks like or what's going to happen to you in the genetic theory, okay? But in the other epigenetic theory, which has been proven to be true, your genes in your body during this lifetime can actually be switched on or switched off. And, and that is absolutely, and they, they're affected by frequencies. Frequencies mm -hmm. are vibrations, not just in your body, but what is going on around you. And actually thoughts have vibration. Isn't that interesting? That's thoughts really interesting. Yeah. And it I also fascinating. heard. And then, I also heard that you can also, like in epigenetics, that traumas from ancestry can be passed through to our children and our children's children, that trauma can actually be inherited through that genetic code, through those frequencies. I think that's just completely amazing. That is true. Can I just say a little bit about that? Yes, I've read the research on that as well, and it's been proven to be true. It can actually, they've, they've done studies on worms, and they've encoded certain um, codes in these worms, G DNA and, and genetics, and they just did it as an experiment, and they found even like many generations later on from the first worm, its offspring were still carrying the same genetic code that had a language in it. That's amazing. And, and this code was like a, an algorithm or something like that. It, it was, it was past, it was, I don't know, it's just, we have like the blueprint. We are the blueprint. Mm -hmm. We're the blueprint for, as you say, awakening leaders. And like, uh, there's no disconnection between our DNA, ourselves, and what's happening in our body and in our lives. And like, it, it's a force that comes from within. And I'm pointing to my heart now, from my heart outwards. Mm -hmm. This is like a portal. We can access something in this portal, in this inner chamber, it's like a sacred chamber. I mean, in the ancient times, they actually have spoken about the heart so much and the power of the heart. And when you mentioned there about the genetics again, I first thing that came to mind was science and spirituality are proving each other. So science is proving spirituality, right? But it's also working the other way. Spirituality is proving science. There's a real connection there. There is. It's absolutely there is. fascinating. Yes, I agree. I agree. And, you know, so it, it brings to mind this idea that a lot of the emotional baggage that we carry could be things that we've inherited from the traumas of our parents, of our grandparents, of our great great grandparents. And so the need for self-connection is the very first step to be able to 
you know, drop into this? Is this really mine? Where is this coming from? We get to question it. We get to, we get to examine these things. Are, is this really mine or did I inherit this? I mean, where is this coming from? And then we can choose to change it what do we want for ourselves do we want to continue feeling unworthy do we want to continue feeling like you know we don't matter that we don't have value that you know we're not worthy of a, of a happy life like we're bad inherently bad do we really want to keep that going or do we want to change this because we're the only ones with the power to change this for ourselves and to really drop into that and to change it and become more authentically who we are without attaching ourselves to this label of being bad um, because that's just self-condemnation and we don't have to do that we don't we're not doomed to live a life of condemnation we can free ourselves from this we can change this we can really just Find neutrality, find a way to examine and then dissolve these traumatic uh, feelings and uh, of unworthiness, of guilt or shame that may not even be ours to, to, to deal with. We may have taken these on from, from our ancestry. And when we wake up to that, we can free ourselves from this and this is when we really can unleash that authentic part of ourselves to become who we are really meant to be in this lifetime and if you're an awakening leader you've got this calling you feel something calling to you synchronicity keeps bringing signs to you and we can choose to to wake up to it and act on it but it, when we're feeling unworthy when we're feeling like shame or guilt it's like we don't trust ourselves and when we don't trust ourselves that's when we can get into a lot of problems this is when we begin to live a, a life half lived or not lived at all and then reach the end of our days with nothing but regret and i wish i could have done this or i wish i could have done that and this is the time to drop those chains and get out from underneath all the heaviness of things and thoughts and feelings and emotions. This really aligns with um, what you've been speaking about, Elaine. And what really fascinates me is that you're, you mentioned something about sustainable global leaders. I want to hear more about that in, in, in the context of, of, of what we're talking about. Sure. I mean, everything you said is just, oh, my God, so many topics. But I'll, I'll answer in the flow. And so you mentioned about ancestors. Yes, I do believe that also. And uh, everything happens in real time, as in now. So it's like somebody asked you, what time is it now? Okay, there is in reality no such thing as time in quantum physics. Everything is now. So because you're actually connected to everything that is in the universe, you're also fully connected to your ancestors. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. And in the ancient like um, Indian wisdom, they speak about, you know, passing on to seven generations, different things. So like, that's the same thing. You can pass on seven, to seven generations according to old Indian literature, wisdom and everything like that. So there, there's a link there as well. There's some wisdom there that links up. And it's also linking up with the current science that's proving that it can be passed down in genes, in genetics. It's been proven. So this is true everything you've said there and the change you talk about the change is like we can be the change that we want to see in the world when you change in other words when you let go of that extra heavy burden of carrying all those feelings of shame guilt and unworthiness that were never yours in the first place they were placed upon your little shoulders as a child so it's like now you can co-parent you can reparent your inner child by connecting with your inner child through your heart. That inner child is always with you. And that inner child is what's been calling out to you for healing because the inner child wants to connect with you once more. Your inner child is who you truly are. Sometimes the inner child later on can become hurt and have these burdens placed upon you know, his or her shoulder 
to carry through life, to behave in a certain way from what they learned. And none of it was true. None of it was ever true. Mm -hmm. So when you realize and know, fully knowing 100% that you are loved, you are loved, you are worthy, you are never alone. And in the process of remembering and rediscovering, you connect with your higher source mm -hmm. and your infinite intelligence, inner wisdom, through the heart, through your soul. It just happens without trying to figure it out how, figure out how, it just happens. And you, this inner knowing becomes stronger as a, as a gut feeling, as a heart feeling. Um, it, is, it is palpable inside, there's no doubt about it. So when there's no doubt about anything, you can do anything because there's no doubt about it. You know you can do anything. You yeah. know you can be anything. And you know that you can be what you want to see in the world. You can be the awakened leader because what's stopping you? Nothing. There's nothing in the way because you're connected to everything. So when you're connected to everything, everything is possible. And actually having that belief creates your reality. Beliefs create your reality. So yes. if you believe in something 100%, it actually has to be true. You're attracting it to you. Your heart is like, heart is like a magnet. that it, it, it emits a magnetic frequency. And we also have electricity in our body. So we're emitting electromagnetic frequencies from our body all around us. We're constantly pulsating this uh, broadcast to the world. We're broadcasting through the world. And it's aligning us with what's been drawn towards us in our life. So whatever experiences you're currently experiencing in your life, good or bad, you know, the polarities of good or bad, nothing is good or bad in reality. I'm just, I made a little note of the words you used. So in reality, nothing is good or bad. Everything is one. Every darker light exists in one, oneness. Every darker light, good or bad, you know, um, suffering and a beauty, beautiful state exist in the oneness of life. So there's no judgment in oneness. It's all part of the one. It's all part of the whole. There is no right. There is no wrong. There's oneness. And as you mentioned in that state of neutrality, you can see, it's like you're seeing over, over the horizon. You're seeing over, looking down on good or bad, everything, dark light. And it's all one. Because like that's what my experience of paragliding taught me from way up high <laughs> in reality looking down from thousands of feet everything is one and problems down there on the ground which seems so big they're just little dots now little dots so on a white page it's like a white screen if you can imagine a white screen in front of you now and the problems in your life as the black dot in the middle mm -hmm. the problems in your life are the black dot in the middle so we focus on this little black dot walking through life sometimes as we're growing up. And as we're awakening, we focus on this little black dot. But the rest of the screen of white is your potential. Mm. So now all you need to do is get that little eraser and rub that little dot out. Yes. So you have a new screen now. You have a new screen. <laughs> and the world, you know, you can paint a new picture on your life any moment. You can recreate your life in every moment. Every mm. moment is a moment of recreation in your mm -hmm. life. And as you align with your higher self, you will find synchronicities come into your life. Things will happen beyond chance that, oh my gosh, this is like magic. And really magic comes, becomes a part of your life because that's what, how life should really be. Mm -hmm. So also talking about the guilt, shame and unworthiness, there's a scale, I, I think it's linked with the book called The Flow. And mm -hmm. on the top of the scale is love, love being the highest frequency of a thousand. And then on the bottom of the scale is guilt and shame. I mean, it's time to let go of that because it doesn't belong to any of us. It never did. It was placed upon our little shoulders as children and children just believe everything they're told from their models, from their mentors at the time. So now we can choose our models and our mentors. Isn't that wonderful? Yay! We can choose our models, our mentors, our teachers. We can choose who to be with. We can choose who to resonate with because whoever we resonate with lifts everybody else up. Mm -hmm. When we're already connected to everybody else on the planet, it doesn't matter if they're not in the same room, they will be impacted by our energy. And as our frequency raises together, you know, when we work together, collaborate together, meditate together, um, it raises our energy in the group even more than if you did that on your own. So I'd just like to quickly mention 
World Wellness Day on the 7th of March is going to be an amazing event for the first time ever. It's going to be measured by HeartMath uh, scientifically. So this is science and spirituality. So ACAM.org in India are arranging this event where 10 to 50 million people will be broadcasting a Diksha. It's not a meditation event. This is the first time ever of its kind. And it's the first time ever HeartMath will be measuring the effects of this on human consciousness. It is going to have an impact on human consciousness. Mm. So this is like the age of miracles that we live in right now. Watch and wait and see what miracles are going to happen after the 7th of March. Mm. We may have a huge breakthrough. I do believe we are. I mean, we're already having breakthroughs. I'm having breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. so when it's happening to one in the microcosm, it's happening to everybody. Because we're all connected, remember? Mm -hmm. so when, you, when you connect even more with others, like the people who are most connected in your life, your family, your soul family, by the changes that you make inside, you actually impact them even more. So it happens automatically to them because you're, all, you're connected to them even more, if that makes any sense. Yes, and they don't understand suddenly why they feel great when they wake up one day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they wake up every day even more. But it's, as it's a subconscious thing, they're not realizing the process. It's happening for them. It's not happening to them. Mm -hmm. So because their, their connection with you as an awakened leader, awakening leader, all of us are awakening. Yes, we've experienced suffering. That's how we learned. That's yes. how we learned. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything that's happened to me. And I was ill in the past. I've learned from that. I'm perfectly healthy now. I learned to process my way through that by letting go of all that stuff you spoke about. Yes. And I, I had to learn it. I had to learn it. And in learning it, I had to, you know, I learned to remember who I am, who I am as a powerful being. And we are all magnificent beings. And the power that we carry inside us is real, yes. is real, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's time to self-connect even more from now on. It is. And, and this awakening, this evolution that's happening. Yeah. We're that's, being helped. That's We're definitely, definitely being helped. Yes. And our evolution is accelerating even more now because of this virus it's not necessarily a good or bad thing in itself remember i said good or bad mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. happening in oneness it's happening in oneness it's happening for us i know a lot of people have suffered i've been looking after them myself as patients i've been looking after them i've seen the suffering you can't even put it into words i've seen mm -hmm. it but i've been there with them mm -hmm. to try and help them through the process to stay in a calm state move into a calm state so they could breathe better and to give them the will to live, to actually give them to help them have the will to live, which made a difference. Mm. So like and and showing them their own true power inside and um, even using some heart math techniques, breathing through the heart to get them into a calm state, which actually can get them, can get them through and pull them through in the self-belief that they're going to get through it. Beautiful. And I, I stand there with them I, using my body language, using your body like you know, in a, in a str strong position that you find, okay, I feel strong in this position, standing, holding my body this way, I feel strong. Okay, that can send a message back to your body mm -hmm. to actually start producing really good hormones and changes the chemistry when you feel empowered on the inside because it's a feeling that you move into and it changes everything. So you do become empowered. Mm -hmm. You can empower yourself every day kinesthetically by using your body, even by punching the air like that punch in the air or if there's a problem what you do is you punch the air and you say yes Sorry, I hope I didn't yeah. that. yes you're changing the chemistry you're saying yes, yes to the prop to what was the problem which right. then turns into a challenge that you grow through and become better for so one of the things when when i was uh before i started my awakening journey I was always stuck in my head and my life was all about the to-do list. Like I have to do this, I have to do that. And then pretty soon, like my days, my weeks, my months, my years would just like, it would be just a blur. And so I was constantly just living out of my head and I got to do this. I got to do that. And living in my head, I always felt like, oh my gosh, you know, something's, you know, I, I'm so unhappy. I'm so like, there's something more I want for my life. This, this can't be it. Be living from my to-do list and, and just feeling like something's missing in my life. And it really affected me um, 
I just kind of felt like a shade of who I really was. And it just got so depressing. And I just got to the point where I was always investing my energy into the past and then causing depression. Or I was investing my energy into the future, causing anxiety. I never knew how to be present in each moment. And it's when I learned how to be present, how to breathe and just relish each moment that I really started to come alive spiritually. I really started to enjoy and wake up to each moment and the possibilities because I realized I am my most powerful self in the present moment because it's in the present moment that I can make choices to change things. We can't change stuff in the past. The past is gone. And at the same time, we can't invest too much energy into the future because that that's that's anxiety, you know. Um, we can look to the future and say, hey, I want to head in this direction. But ultimately, we have to bring that present because this is where we can create the next steps. It's always in the present. And so really, I had to learn how to be present and bring myself back into my body through my heart. By breathing through my heart, I was able to learn to keep myself present and not trying to escape my feelings, but to learn how to stay with them. It was, uh, it changed my life and my life started to transform. And, and now this is why I am so passionate about this work because I, I suffered for so many years. And when I woke up to my heart, when I really started to learn to be present, when I started to learn how to stay with my emotions, it's like this seed of who I really was, of really connecting to my authentic self was just, I just started to, to blossom and un unleash layer by layer who, who I really am. And it's still happening. It's still happening. It doesn't ever stop. It just keeps going. Yes, that was beautiful. And that's perfect, right, for this moment. Stuck in your head. I mean, people who are in trauma can be stuck. Full stop. Because they're stuck in the past. Mm -hmm. They haven't learned how to, that actually what is happening um, is that they're stuck in their behaviors of self-protection and avoidance of the trauma. And it's like it be, creates a behavior that becomes a pattern and a habit. Mm -hmm. This is all subconscious. And it's how the subconscious tries to protect you. So in the child's, in the childlike state, it protects you with these behaviors as a child that did serve you. That did serve you. It did serve you as at that time it stopped you getting hurt any further. But because of the, um, because you, of the, you know, the awakening process not happening then, those behaviors continue. And with those behaviors continuing, it actually shuts you off from opportunities and experiences in life that, you know, are self-fulfilling, are really beautiful. And that that is all waiting for us whenever we're ready. It's always there. So, you know, the people who are in trauma are stuck in the past and they don't know how to get out of it. And um, I love the way you say, like you had this to-do list, you knew you've had this feeling of um, knowing that something wasn't right and you felt unhappy and there's gotta be more and you know, this can't be it. I had all those feelings as well. I mean, I, you know, went through my own trauma. I know we all did on this planet. We all went through our own traumas. So nobody's going through this on their own. They're not the only one on the planet to go through this because it's, it's in some ways it's a normal process to, Remember who you really are. It's good because you are actually so amazing. It's unbelievable. Mm. <laughs> it's actually, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, you can't even put it into words how amazing who you really are is. It's beyond human language how amazing you really are. I mean, yeah. how can a child put that into words? Right. And so your feeling of, you know, as you as a representative of, of the human humanity, 
because you're not separate. You're not any different to anybody else. So it's, you know, a lot of people feeling unhappy. Something's not right. There's got to be more. And this can't be it. This is a common feeling among, say, 8.2 billion people on the planet at the moment, or however many people are living here. So living out of your head, because we've been taught to, te to learn that way. We, our brains were programmed to use the logical part of our brains to solve what? To solve problems. Mm -hmm. And when I went to India, they actually told us, no, it doesn't have to be a problem. You know, you will always get challenges, but they don't have to be problems. Right. If you, get a, if you have a problem, a problem is something um, that's, that's there. It's like that dot on the board on, on, and the rest is white. So it's like that little dot that you're focusing on and you can't see anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're focusing on the little dot, whereas your actual potential is everything else that's not the dot. Right? Your actual potential for growth and evolution is everything that's not that little dot that I would see when I was paragliding over the sky, these little dots, and they were like, I don't know what they were, buildings or whatever. Um, it just seems so insignificant. Yeah. But when I landed, and then of course my percept when I landed, uh, my perception was different. And each time I landed, it's like, okay, new realizations took place. So yes, you have this feeling, I've got to do this, okay? Imagine if every person on this planet said that or felt that. I've got mm -hmm. to do this, okay? Mm -hmm. That's taking the personal responsibility. This is part of the awakening. So I've got to do this means, okay, where's my place in this? How do I fit in? Because as a child, you fit in by pleasing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that becomes your job. That's what the child learns. But then as you're awakening, you realize, okay, where do I fit in all of this? Yeah. I've got to do this, but what is it I've got to do? <laughs> right. And you know, you're looking, you're seeking for an answer, and you feel this calling, this calling that you mentioned. It's like this feeling is here. Okay, what is it I've got to do? I've got to do something. And then you have your to-do list. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Pleasing everyone else. Well, you've got your to-do list. To it's like yeah. you've got to do all, you've got, you feel you've got to mm -hmm. do all of these things. So I, I noticed that word got to. Yeah. And when we kind of use this, these words with ourselves, it puts us under pressure. Got to, have to, must, shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? Yeah. All of this. Um, as Judge Judy would say, shoulda, woulda, coulda. I just love her. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> got to, have to, must, or should are pressure words. We don't have to do any of that. Exactly. We can we can, we can choose. Exactly. So you can choose to do this. Yes. Probably, yes. It, it, I'm sure has a different energy than I, you know, you, you've got to do this. You or you're a bad person or you you're, can do this. or you're worthless or, 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 right. And, and that, that brings okay. me to, yeah. um, like, um, I was going to just say it lastly, can I just say something yeah, very yeah. quickly to yeah, yeah, add to ahead. that? When I went, the first lessons I learned in India was to see is to be free. And this is linked with everything that you've said just now. You know, staying with your feelings completely in the moment. This is linking, going to link up. And being, you know, being a leader and the heart as well. So you're leading through the heart. So being present in the moment, just to bring it home, as Steve would say. <laughs> <laughs> we both know Steve. But anyway, being present in the moment is staying with feelings completely. This is how trauma is healed. Because the trauma comes up as a feeling. And, and if we repress the trauma, it gets pushed back down again. Sometimes the trauma comes up in our dreams. And some people might experience them as nightmares. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's actually working for you. It's coming up to be seen. And like one of the higher conscious beings in India would say, to see is to be free. Okay, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. What are you seeing? You know, you're seeing... Basically, you're choosing to be, you're in that neutral state, seeing as a witness what's coming up. Mm -hmm. And you're actually allowing yourself to feel it completely because that's the way, it, it, that way it will be released. So when you feel something, allow yourself to feel whatever it is completely, it will leave because it's done its job. It's fully processed. Right. The data has been fully processed and then it becomes stored as a memory. It actually becomes stored as a memory in your brain and it doesn't have that trigger anymore. The trigger that was the problem becomes dissolved completely. Yeah. So you're actually healing while you're allowing yourself to feel completely. And the other thing I learned in India initially was accept what is. So it's linked with 
sitting with what is. Yes. Sitting with what is. Accept what is. So when you accept whatever comes up, it can feel very intense. And as you know, you clear your channels or chakras or whatever you want to call them, the energy will rise quicker. It comes up and it might feel intense, but know that you're going to feel much better after. Mm-hmm. You're actually going to feel clearer, clearer and cle- you know cleaner inside as in cleansed, cleansed. Your, your system is being cleansed by what might not be a, you know, the process itself might not be a pleasant experience. The process the world is going through right now is not a pleasant experience, but we're being cleansed in the process Mm -hmm. and we're going to feel better after and the world is being created beautifully right now so you could say okay there's not such a thing as good or bad it's oneness the world the beautiful world we want to live in is being created right now Mm. and who we are is also happening Mm -hmm. even more so becoming our authentic selves right now at the same time because we have a a connection with mother earth Mm. Uh, Mother Earth can survive without humanity, but humanity needs Mother Earth to Mm -hmm. survive. Mm -hmm. So we're going through this for some reason that will it will be revealed later on. Everything will make more sense later on. And our DNA, I'm sure, is being activated at an increasing rate right now because they've done studies on certain species. If they put them in harsh conditions, their DNA becomes activated. Um, According to biology or genetic science, we use 3% of our DNA. In reality, Uh from the genetic side, now I'm not talking about epigenetics, from the genetic side, they know from the genome project that was done, I think it was 2000, that we only use three to 4% of our DNA. Uh And that explains our biology. Isn't that amazing? The rest of the DNA is called junk DNA. Uh I mean, nothing in, (laughs) so that means the scientists are calling certain elements of what we're made up of as junk. It's not like junk mail. Everything in us is perfect. It's there for a reason. It's beautiful. It's whole. It always was whole. It's always part of who we really are because nothing is separate. So, okay, this, the 97% of DNA is, does exist. The scientists can see it. Whereas the epigenetics that Dr. Bruce Lipton has researched and proven, like there's no judgment here when I say this, you know, about my, what my genetics or whatever, what people believe in. Mm-hmm. But it's just the old way of thinking is now changing according to what's been discovered. Right. And um, these other species that were, were, were studied, the species that were studied in the genome project, they put them into harsh conditions, harsh living conditions. And they found, amazingly enough, that their DNA activated at an accelerated rate in these harsh conditions wow. because it was further survival. So our DNA is also activating at present at an accelerated rate that is opening up our perception even more to more of reality. We only see 4% of the light spectrum that exists. That's amazing. That's amazing. And the scientists have also discovered in our human cell, every single human cell, there's 60 trillion, I think, human cells in the body. In every human cell, there's light. Wow. Yes, they can see it. These are the quantum, uh, the, what do you call it? The physicists, the, um, they're like biologists that are physicists and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they can see the light being emitted from the cells. And they also showed us these um, on these slides, you know, I was at the conference, I went to see the scientists to hear it from the horse's mouth, all about this stuff. And they showed us that when the actual human cell becomes fertilized, it emits um, a light. At the moment of, it emits a light outside the cell at the moment of conception. They showed it to us live. Wow. So a, a burst of light came from the cell the moment life took place. And they also told us um, that they, they, the body emits light, that if it's magnified 30,000 times, the human eye can then see it. Mm. So they've developed um, technology that can photograph the light coming from the body. They can actually, these are scientists, they can photograph the light and make diagnosis. So all of this technology will be coming in in future medicine. It's, it's there now. It's ready to come in. It's coming in. It's going to come in really quick. This technology is there now. I've seen and heard from these people. That's amazing. You know, these, these world-leading scientists from Russia, from all over the world. I went to visit them in London at their conferences. And I'm always like, oh, for the last 10 years, I've been to visit them for the last 10 years to find out all this stuff. 
it's just I was driven to learn it because it's so amazing mm-hmm. and it's there now it's there now and they're actually healing people through resonance free frequencies that's amazing through stem, stem cell you know technology stem cell is like a blueprint yeah stem cell is can turn into anything it can turn into bone a stem cell can turn into muscle it can turn into um bone muscle or um connective tissue and all of these cells are exactly the same they can be cultured and they multiply you know and then they're all the same cells they're all like twins 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 like triplets you know they're yeah. identical and the thing is then they're placed in culture pots and depending on their environment the culture in the culture pot grows the cell into either bone another culture pot the exact same stem cell can grow into muscle depending on the environment wow. and then in another culture pot the exact same stem cell can grow into connective tissue that's incredible. so that's the blueprint it's linked with our dna we can we can be anything we can we can change everything that's going on within our body by even by our own self-realizations our thoughts our feelings which are frequencies in themselves they change the chemicals that are happening in the body yeah and they can actually change your physical appearance you can become younger you can produce more dhea which is the youth hormone you know you can have more bonding going on if you're producing more oxytocin through the heart which is a gland also they've discovered the heart can produce as much oxytocin as the brain which is the bonding hormone and i'm sure that's happening right now you know once you connect with your heart you're you're possibly activating more oxytocin um mm-hmm. that actually want, it helps you to connect to want to connect with other people mm-hmm. oxytocin is the bonding hormone it's amazing that's and then also the heart itself sorry the heart the heart coherence can affect the brain waves of another person. This has been proven. And, it, you know, they've done studies on dogs as well. Dogs can actually re- react to a person's coherence. So the heart, dog's brain waves can go into coherence as well. It's like, it's an energy field that we all share. The field, the unif, go back to Nassim Haramein, the quantum physicist, the unified field approves even like what you're emitting from your heart mm-hmm. affects the field around you. And that, that's why the World Wellness Day on the 7th of March is going to be measured by its instruments. And one of them is the magnetometer in America. That's been used by HeartMath. The magnetometer measures the magnetic field of the heart. And it's three feet away from the body without any wires attached to you. Mm-hmm. But it actually measures the magnetic field being admitted, emitted from your heart. So that means you have a field around you in reality that's actually being measured by instruments now. And the other instrument that's been used by Princeton University for measuring the, the effect on human consciousness on the 7th of March, you know, in collaboration with HeartMath, is with Princeton University, with the 70 random number generators around the planet. There are 70 random number generators dotted around the globe. And these random number generators, um, they pick up a voltage linked with energy. And mm. if the voltage is a certain frequency, the voltage, it, it gives a number of one. And then if the voltage is another frequency, it gives a voltage of zero. So this random number generator generates numbers of one and zero in whatever, you know, order. Mm-hmm. So uh, they first picked up on this in September the 11th when these random number generation machine went off the chart, mm-hmm. went off the chart and they tried to figure out what caused that. And they realized it was actually the same time as September the 11th. So then they said, well, what caused it? And then they realized it was human emotion, wow. emotion through the heart. And that's when they started really looking into the heart's field, the heart's connection with the earth, the human, the human's heart connection with impacting reality, impacting machines. And then, you know, you have this theory in quantum physics, the double slit experiment. I'm sure you've heard of that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, human expectations before the theory actually impacted the results of whether the particle that was going through the double slits would turn into a wave or a particle, a physical particle afterwards. Mm. And the expectations of the scientist or person doing the experiment change the results each time. So like, you know, wow. in, in reality, as you talk about the present moment and the fact that we're all connected to each other, this is the non-local theory. You know, you can emit two particles that come from the same, um, the two particles that come from the same source into separate locations. And when one is actually manipulated in a certain way, the other one reacts the same way, but it could be hundreds of miles away. Wow. That's not logical. You see, reality is not logical. Right. We're in the quantum world now. We're in the quantum world. 
We are in the this quantum the world. world. Yeah, we're in the quantum world. We co-create our, we co-create what we want in life. And so when you think about people who are believing what other people tell them about themselves, like you're bad, you're no good, you're never going to amount to anything, you're just a piece of trash, you're this, you're that, and, and you believe it, you're, that's, that's scary. You 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 believe in those things therefore you're creating that experience but when you wake up to the fact that I don't have to believe that that's not true that's someone else's opinion and they're looking at me from their worldview I am not those things I am not those things that is when we break free that is when we become who we really are and not become what other people say we are. We can reclaim our lives by creating that inner knowing and not buying into the perceptions of other people and what they say we are. We know who we are. So when we can break out of those stories, and like you said, those stories happen when we're little. And that's why when they're so old and so deeply entrenched, it's hard to get out from underneath that. But that is the very first step to breaking free. And I just want to appreciate you so much for bringing all this new research that that has been, you know, all these discoveries and, and, and all this this uh, confirmation of, of just how powerful we really are um, and that we do have the power to break out of these old stories and to really rewrite our own stories and really create the life that we're here to create and do the work we're here to do in this time. Connect to that inner knowing and that inner wisdom because we're all here in this time for a reason we could have been born 50 years ago but no we are all here now in this time for a reason so thank you so much for all these inspiring words elaine they they mean so much they really touch my heart and they really just spark this this enthusiasm this excitement for for what we're doing today what we're all going through as a collective community in this beautiful planet we live on can i just say one thing um finally or i'm not sure if we're at the towards the end yes i agree wholeheartedly with what you just said um what we believe does create our reality and we may have believed all of those things in the past but here we are in the present and in the past, we realized with compassion, looking upon ourselves, giving ourselves self-compassion first, that we were a victim of our circumstances. It was not our fault. No self-blame, no shame, no guilt. It was not our fault. That was the circumstances we were placed in. And now we realize that everything is happening for us because who we are now, we would not have been only for all of those experiences. And in the spiritual realm, everything happens for you. Sometimes the lessons are tough. But, you know, I wouldn't have changed anything in that for everything that I've learned. I've been blessed. And now I can see it all as a blessing. So this is the oneness way of seeing what may be perceived as good or bad, right or wrong. Now I see it all as being whole, whole and perfect. We are whole creative beings and we are also resourceful. So being the victim in a state of blaming other people for how I'm feeling or anybody who might have been feeling this way, you know, moving towards the awakened leadership of being a victor from victim to victor. And then instead of blaming other people, you have compassion for them. You can't have anything else but compassion for them. It's not sympathy. Sympathy is different. Sympathy is like pity. Compassion is you're loving them at the same time while wholeheartedly understanding that they're going through their journey, but they're projecting their feelings onto you subconsciously as a self-defense mechanism. It has nothing, whatever's going on with them has nothing to do with you because they're in that state of blame as a victim. Do you understand then that you do not have to be entangled in the quantum field that they're in? And with that realization, you do not have to be connected with their suffering in that way, but you can actually appreciate and feel it at the same time. You don't have to be the suffering. 
or you don't have to take it on. You don't have to take it on in order to fix them. So you can, you, you just, it's a feeling of compassion you have for them wholeheartedly. I mean, you want to be there for them. It doesn't mean you have to enter the suffering with them. You can still be in a beautiful state while having compassion for other people because that way you can help them. That way you can help them as an awakened leader in a beautiful state instead of a suffering state. And so your beliefs create your reality. What do you want to believe? You can do it. You can be it. You don't have to do it. You can be it. That's beautiful. Those are the words, the closing words. Beautiful way to to uh, conclude our maiden voyage of this very first episode of Awakening Leaders. We will definitely have Elaine back again. Um, Elaine, thank you so much. I I. I am so blessed to know you. I am so blessed to call you friend and colleague. And um, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and all this beautiful research that's just coming out now and and for helping us see how powerful we really are. Thank, thank you, you so much. I'm so happy you gave this opportunity for me to speak about this because I find each time I speak about it, I learn even more. Everything is, is just coming together so beautifully. And if it helps everybody else who hears this, I mean, this is what we're all here for as awakening leaders. Yes, thank you so much. And with that, thank you so much for joining us and listening. And until next time, keep your light shining. Thank you. <laughs>